Ed, how are you? Have you recovered? Are you are you okay? I know it's been there's an international break. I know this is difficult for you. No United games last weekend or in two midweeks in a row. Have you been all right? Yeah, well, international football is is methadone to club football's heroin, isn't it? It it just doesn't work the same for me. And um, it was all right. It was all right. The international break. I did get a lot of football on and uh, and what with the internet and Eurosport and Sky and all these various other channels. At least you can watch a lot of stuff. It's just doesn't have quite the same effect, does it? So I'm looking forward to the Premiership this weekend. Um, of course, Richard Scudamore delighted to hear you compare his product with uh, heroin. No doubt. <laughs> the well, I suppose it is. It's, it, there's an inelastic demand for football, isn't there? There certainly is. Yes. That's a, that's a reference to the wire there, in case you were wondering, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the international break was all right. I I used to really really like international football when I was, especially when I was a kid. I th- I think in a way I I sort of preferred it. There was there was more international football on television. It felt more special. It was just like I loved the idea of the best players from each country playing against each other to see who had the better players. But it just doesn't feel special anymore. And I really do think. I, I, I couldn't be more of a, a kind of liberal, generally left, centre left leaning politically and socially and all those kind of things. But I, I, I really think international football should have a rule in place where the manager of the team has to be from the same country as the team because it doesn't make any, all the players have to be from that country. It doesn't make sense to me that the managers don't have to be as well. Yes, although um, Algeria at the World Cup in South Africa had 17 players born in France. Yeah, but I mean the, the kind of naturalization rule and eligibility and all that is a, a slightly different issue. It's it to, compared to someone who is just an Italian dude. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. And well let, let's start on that because I, I think it's good it's a good point to start, isn't it? Capello not only is he Italian, but he appears to be a pretty rubbish manager now. I and mean, what were these handling of Rio Ferdinand over the last few weeks? I, I, we haven't had a chance to talk about that on the rank cast because we took our own little international break but I have to say I'm still disgusted by how he's handled the whole Ferdinand affair and and the thing is he just doesn't seem to care it's a very strange situation that if I was Rio I would just be absolutely gutted it's the England captaincy and Rio has always struck me as a player who genuinely cares about his international career you know he, I mean maybe it's just just effective spin or whatever but he he you know he's always seemed to me to to love playing playing for England and for it to be quite meaningful for him to just just not give him a phone call a first of all the decision to give John Terry the captaincy to me is an absolute disgrace that there's a lot of talk about oh does it really matter who's captain and I think on the pitch it doesn't really matter very much at all you know I mean John Terry is going to be a kind of motivational figure to the players around him and do a lot of vocal organizational work at the back because that's part of how he plays the game but what matters with the the captaincy when it comes to England is you're a representative to the wider world uh, and the referee the, of England. My friend Phil, in fact, sent me an email with a question for the Rankcast asking us to discuss whether it even really matters who's the captain of a football team. But I do think in PR terms, it matters quite a lot for for a national side. And John Terry must be the worst or second worst candidate in the England side for that role. Yes, I, I, I think it's a, a pretty terrible decision, but I just don't think Capello gets it. And, and it's worse than whether you could justify the change it's it's how it took place clearly i think the fact 
fact that we now know Capello held a meeting with the squad, actually phoned Stephen Gerrard, the vice captain, to talk about him, but couldn't bother to do it with Ferdinand. And then worse, appeared to blame Ferdinand for, for, for not having a meeting. Or what did he expect? Did he actually expect Ferdinand to have a meeting with him in the director's box at Old Trafford, in public, in the full view? That's about 30 yards away from the media centre. The, the man's on another planet if he thinks that Rio would agree to that. And, um, I, I, yeah, I, to be honest, I thought it was such a disgraceful decision and the way he's done it that the FA would have grounds for firing him uh, for gross misconduct. I thought it was utterly disgraceful. And the bad press he's brought on England uh, you know, as a football entity uh, has been extremely damaging. You know, I, I guess it's all forgotten after a, a game or two or a win or two and ultimately Capello's judged on whether England do well at Euro 2012 or not, assuming they get there. Yes, he, he should really have been judged on whether England do well at the 2010 World Cup, of course. Yes, he should have been, but, but the FA preempted that by handing him a contract extension, which is utterly inexplicable. The problem is Capello's a fool, but he's managed by even bigger fools, and, and, and we've talked talked about the FA before I, I think it's one of the most inept organizations running a major industry uh, in England described by Jeremy Hunt the sports minister as the worst governed sport in in the country it's probably the worst managed organization in the country so yeah disgraceful organization and uh, Capello seems to have taken on many of those traits so I, I do feel deeply sorry for Rio I, I actually think I think given that this is the third season in a row that's been disrupted by injury Fernand should give up in international football and this would have been a good excuse and you should concentrate on actually playing for United because I, I kind of get the feeling that okay it may not be a star name but I think we'll bring in another central defender and given Chris Smalling's progress I think Ferdinand will be under pressure to keep his place in the side next season if he can't get fit. I find it very difficult to, you know, obviously there's been a huge amount of stuff going on, particularly on, I've seen it a lot on Twitter, of people saying, you know, hashtag Rio to retire, you know, people trying to get him to retire from international football. I find it very difficult to say to a player who, you know, uh, it could be just projection, but I, I suspect grew up kind of really wanting to play for the national side it seems to me to be very difficult to say to him you know you should retire from playing for your country which some people consider to be like an honor i'm not a patriot myself patriotism is the last refuge of the scoundrel and all that sort of stuff but i think rio is a patriot and has some relationship with being english and playing for england and representing the country and all that kind of stuff so i think some people would would not want to retire on those grounds uh, so you know fair enough if that's the case but for for the benefit of his own of his own career i can definitely see the logic in suggesting that he should and he's certainly been treated pretty shabbily by the fa but perhaps he's smart enough to know that what the england football team actually represents to people is very separate from what the fa is the FA is, as you say, an incredibly incompetent organisation that has very little to do with uh, football as most people experience it. So perhaps he doesn't want to punish you know, his own career and the England England fans and all that stuff because the FA are incompetent and because Fabio Capello is... is culturally insensitive if if nothing else if either kind of massively personally incompetent or the language barrier things got in the way and all that kind of stuff yes and and, and all fair enough arguments uh, although i think uh, you know in in the end uh, they many of these things come together and i think the, the weight of it is on on uh, rio uh, giving up uh, his role in the england side now but i i think you're right i think he takes great pride pride in playing for england and i don't think he'll do it although i'm quite sure 
before. They all come under pressure to do it. It's remarkable the number of United players that, that do quint international football in their, in their early 30s, isn't it? It is. Are you suggesting that Sir Alex Ferguson would prefer all his players never to play international football again? Well, he, he thinks international friendlies are worthless and a waste of time, of course. Yeah. And, he does. And, and I think he generally thinks international football is a waste of time, except when it comes to Scotland. <laughs> yes, and except when it, the, the whole kind of international friendlies are useless things, but it's an understandable position for a club manager to take. It must be incredibly frustrating for club managers to watch their star players play in a game which has no competitive significance in March. Yes, I know, right in the middle of the season. Of course, I, 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 um, I did do a piece on the, the, the site this week because uh, there was some irony in Ferguson saying that on the day before United announced their five-date coast-to-coast North American tour for the Ed, summer. Ed, that's valuable pre-season training. Yes, but of course they could do that valuable pre-season training at Carrington. <laughs> and, and given the standard of opposition they'll be playing, which is pretty much League One, they could uh, they could get better quality opposition coming to Old Trafford or... or um, around Scandinavia like they used to so uh, yeah let's not pretend this tour is anything but a marketing exercise yeah which um, has an impact on the fitness of the players because you can tell me that transatlantic travel doesn't affect your physical well-being and I'll say you're a person who has not done much transatlantic travel it's exhausting well, quite. It, it, it is and, and uh, they, because they have so many press events in between the games and they do an awful lot of travelling. So not only are they flying to the States, but they'll be playing in Seattle and in New York, so on Gosh. both coasts, and, and it's a sort of two-and-a-bit-week trip. So, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I'm not sure if you were to put out a fitness programme that that would be one that was uh, was chosen as ideal. But, yeah, so so there it is. I, I guess uh, United, uh, you're looking at the accounts, made about £3 million from the last tour, and uh, I guess uh, all the exposure is probably worth even more than that. That's Sir Alex Ferguson in slightly hypocritical and self-interested discussions with the press shocker mm, yes we've never we've never said that one before have we before all this international football started we we played Bolton I I can't barely remember what happened yeah well uh, it was a pretty scrappy game uh, in which United didn't play very well and nicked it with a last minute goal from Dimitar Berbatov it's it's one of those we've, we've I feel like I've seen that game at least a dozen times this season I mean, United barely earned anything out of it at all and and it's just one of those games you felt that it wasn't going to happen and then somewhere somehow United pulled it out and uh, could be an absolutely vital extra couple of points given um, given Arsenal drop points and uh, and uh, obviously United still have to play Chelsea at home and Arsenal away uh, to come this season so a couple of crucial games there and that, that could be really vital yes then somewhere somehow Dimitar Berbatov it was the 10 uh, 11 season in an absolute nutshell wasn't it it was either going to be either this season either Hernandez or Berbatov have done that a few times uh, saved us from uh, a result that would have been very poor uh, a draw would have been a terrible result not not given the performance but given the the state of things in the league I think uh, three points was absolutely vital um, because we have got a series of very very difficult games coming up um, and slightly less difficult games made more difficult by the fact that they're away from home and we appear to be able to make any game away from home difficult this season that's very true yes and I mean it just wasn't it just wasn't a good performance from United and actually at home United being good was it 14 out of 15 wins this season so um, that was a rare occasion in which uh, in which Ferguson's side has been so poor at home 
It was it was a difficult game given the defensive injury situation. Uh, Johnny Evans not helping that by getting himself red carded. A lot of kind of nonsense talked about that challenge. The f- fans, the Stretford end, emer- immediately emerged by adapting a song that opposition fans uh, sing about United's relatively unvocal support uh, to essentially say that for. Sir Alex Ferguson is uh, correct in his appraisal of the quality of referees. But that was a definite, definite red. A lot of people going, oh, yeah, well, what did Joe look at what Jamie Carragher did to Nani? And it's like, well, yes, what Jamie Carragher did to Nani was a definite, definite red, which wasn't given. But doesn't make Johnny... Evans's challenge any less reckless and the fact that there was no negative intent no hostile intent is kind of somewhat irrelevant he's definitely not that kind of player to use the awful cliche but but look Stuart Holden's career has been significantly affected by that challenge he'll, he'll have the the rest of the season out um, and and that's why those challenges when they don't make that kind of uh, devastating impactful challenge should also be a red card because that's what can happen yes yeah no I, I don't I don't disagree with any of that and, and clearly feet off the ground studs showing first uh, a really bad tackle from that perspective uh, of course Holden did exactly the same thing and uh, that's not to justify Evans challenge at all but uh, they both went in flying and uh, Holden came off the worst and uh, I don't know whether that makes the crime from Evans any worse but uh, definitely a red card referee got that one right I don't think there's a don't think anyone can have any argument about that uh, and um, uh, Holden didn't get actually get any ligament damage but um, it's such a deep gash that it went through to the bone which is uh, pretty sickening in that, that area of the body so yeah, he'll be out for some time uh, while that heals which is a shame because he He's a, he's, a, he's a neat and tidy player, isn't he? But he's also suffered a leg break last season from a similar challenge. Yeah, um, he, he was very kind of nice about it in the in the aftermath wasn't he? he was very sort of kind of said you know he knows that Johnny Evans didn't want to do that and all that kind of thing and you, you like you like to see players be professional in those situations well yeah and uh, given he's a sort of tenacious midfielder uh, he does go in for a few tackles himself yeah. so uh, I think he yeah. probably realizes that this could happen speed of the game and, and all that and split second decisions uh, players don't always take the right ones do they no absolutely not but a poor performance and 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 that Johnny Evans challenge, whether it was kind of uh, you know malicious or whatever, it was definitely incredibly stupid given United's injury crisis because we really could do without the suspension to to Evans, couldn't we? Well, right, yeah, he'll he'll miss Saturday's game against West Ham and uh, I guess uh, what is it, Chelsea in midweek? Um, well, no way, the domestic games he'll miss, so he'll he'll miss the FA Cup semi final and stuff like that. So it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's pretty dumb uh, given United's problems. That Ferdinand uh, apparently is back in training, although uh, only sort of gym work at the moment. So he he may well be back in a week or so's time. Vidic has been training, played for Serbia, didn't he, during the international break. So looks like he'll be back for West Ham and uh, not before time. Excuse my ignorance, but was that Serbia game a friendly that he played or, or was it a qualifying game? No, I'm pretty sure that was a qualifying game, actually. Uh, OK, that makes it slightly less kind of painfully offensive that they picked him. Uh, I can imagine Sir Alex Ferguson looking at that team sheet just with his head in his hands shouting, No! You know, 
Lewandowski. You, you really could, we could have done without him playing for Serbia, couldn't we? Well, right, yeah. Although, uh, although maybe the minutes will help, so we'll, we'll see how he's come back. But I would be surprised if he's not picked on Saturday because otherwise it's what Smalling and and somebody because Brown limped out and we're not sure and, and when O'Shea's going to be back. So real, real, real problems at the back. I might have to draft Gary Neville back in. <laughs> is that legal? Could we do that? Uh, well, and well, yeah, he's not actually in the Premier League squad, is he? But you know, hey, whatever. No. And also, there's a difference between legal and ethical because it's definitely not ethical to draw him back in. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so the the international break. Um, one of one of the stories, apart from the absolute nonsense around the England captaincy, was uh, some nonsense around Danny Welbeck, United player playing at Sunderland. You wrote an interesting piece on his uh, some of the decisions he's got to make about his future, um, if it's up to him, kind of thing. He's obviously doing very well at Sunderland. He looks to me to be an extremely talented player. But but is United the right place for him? Is it a question of another season on loan? Uh, you know, how would a player of his calibre feel about another season on loan? Uh, or or should he go to Sunderland long term? And of course, he made the decision to play for England instead of he he was qualified to play for Ghana. It seemed seemed to me to be a, a very odd decision. Again, I have to say that I'm not a patriot. When I put this on Twitter, someone said, "Mate, if you." You're English. You're an absolute disgrace, which I th- I thought was quite funny. Um, well, you you of course are, are half cheese eating surrender monkey. So well, yeah, yeah, that's that's that cannot be denied. Um, but 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 if I was a 19 or 20 year old up and coming Premiership player and I had the choice of either playing for England or for Ghana, I I would choose Ghana in an absolute heartbeat. Just because it seems to me like it would be much much more fun to have an international career. Where you get to play for Ghana. Well, yes, right now it certainly would be. I mean, and they they play some really good football, don't they, Ghana? And, and loads of attacking flair, and I'm sure Welbeck would fit in well with that. But having said that, Welbeck's played for England at every age group: under 16, 17, 18, 19s, 21s, and 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 now the national team. He grew up in Longsight, in the Manchester area, and um, I mean his parents are from Gardner, but but basically in every other definition, he's he's English. So you can probably understand yeah. his decision there, and uh, he can still make the switch. So it was a friendly, not a FIFA-endorsed match. So he can play for Ghana if he wants to. Oh really? I didn't realize. I did not realize that. I I thought that was it. I thought that was the well, the, the twenty thousand Ghanaians booing him when he came onto the pitch was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Of course, Ferguson tipped him to go to the World Cup. A little, a little bit premature, but um, he does he does have a key decision to make, and he he might not get the choice. Ferguson has said he'll come back. Then again, he does change his mind on these things quite a lot. But he, I think he's in whatever position you think about uh, Welbeck. I mean, because because he's played wide and up front for Sunderland this season, he's still going to be well behind uh, a number of players. So up front, presumably Michael Owen will go. So uh, if Machado comes back as well. And and everyone stays put. Welbeck will be fourth or fifth choice uh, as a striker at Old Trafford next season. And um, and in one of the wide areas, uh, he he will be behind Valencia, Nani, and Giggs and Park. Uh, I I would assume. Why why no, I don't I don't. I don't quite agree, though, because why would he be behind Makeda in the pecking order? Welbeck 
had a much better season this season than Makeda has. Welbeck looks an, a terrific player. I I, I think he, he'd be behind those those first three, but four strikers is what you need. Well, yeah, but how, how many games has how many games has Michael Owen played this season? He definitely wouldn't be behind Michael Owen, though, would he? Well, Michael Owen won't be at the club. No, exactly. So, yeah. so Welbeck will be fourth or fifth, as I said. Yeah, yeah, fourth, fourth I think. But but I mean, okay, yeah, Michael Owen hasn't played many games this season, but I think that's because he's Michael Owen. I think if if Danny Welbeck had been there, there would have been even more rotation up front. I think um, it's and and you you say he'd be behind Park Giggs, Danny, and Valencia. I think he'd definitely behind obviously be behind Nani and Valencia but he is a completely different sort of player to Park so he'd be used in very different games in different roles in that position and Giggs is going to be almost definitely in his last season and his absolutely miraculous refusal to accept the human process of aging must surely stop at some point so so I, I think that there's an argument that Welbeck would get some opportunity and certainly if not next season then the season after yeah yeah I, I mean but but it's, it's progress isn't it he's made progress this season will he make progress next season if he only plays in FA Cup and Carling Cup and the odd Premier League stroke Champions League game so if he gets 15 to 20 games next season at Old Trafford is that better for him and this is the, the dilemma uh, than than playing say 40 games elsewhere and that's the question really of course I mean it might it, it's not in his hands. He's contracted to United and Ferguson might decide that he's an important part of the squad. Yeah, it's. I just think he, he looks a very talented player and I, I kind of hope he comes through at United. That's that's my essential position on it. I didn't pay that close attention to United players around the world during this international break, but I do know that Chicharito scored a couple of goals for Mexico. He did, yes, and uh, a couple, you know, diving header and then a sort of close range goal. So just again, I think a 16 in 23 internationals or something he's got for the Mexican side. His start is rising extremely fast, isn't it? And uh, he's got a horrendous yeah. schedule coming up. Uh, the Gold Cup followed by the, uh, the South American Championships in the summer and, uh, and uh, for all the talk of Ferguson being careful with him uh, he, he could end up playing 12 games for Mexico this summer Wow I mean he's played a lot of games uh, this season really hasn't he he's played quite a few games this season and I guess probably last season he played a lot more You uh, not that I'm I actually know that to be the case but I, I would guess that that's the case uh, Yeah I mean he's, he's, look, he's, play, he's played a pretty decent number of games this season yeah and uh, I think uh, I think his progress has been perhaps more more rapid than many people could have expected. Yeah, he he looks like a, a terrific player still to me. I know it kind of goes without saying, but but boy, but he seems an amazing player. He, he's just he's just he just can't stop scoring. He just cannot stop scoring. Yeah, and he, and he's adapted to the physical side of the English game as well. I mean, obviously he's bags and bags of pace, but he seems to have you know manned up pretty quickly and and uh, doesn't seem to be intimidated yeah. by any of that. And and arguably he's now ahead of Berbatov in the pecking order. I mean, it depends on the type of game, of course. United play and and uh, and what Ferguson wants to do, but um, 
you know you can't you can't argue with the stats he's he's got got plenty of goals this season in not all that many starts i mean lots of substitute appearances but yeah he's done really well if you can't argue with the stats then he's not ahead of Berbatov in the picking pecking order because Berbatov is the leading scorer in the premiership this season this is very true <laughs> <laughs> um uh, and also no one is ahead of dimitar Berbatov in the pecking order when the rank cast is on that's that's the the rules all right all right but, but of course Hernandez is only five goals behind Berbatov now and at the rate he's going he could well overtake uh, the Bulgarian by the end of the season well, a friend of mine uh, at work who put a pound on him at fifty to one to be top scorer in the um, in the Premier League this season would be very pleased if that happened. Well, he's he's not going to overtake Berbatov in the Premier League. He's only got ten goals in the Premier League, and Berbatov's got uh, twenty. Okay. But I, I, overall, in all competitions. So, talking of the Premier League, if there's nothing else you want to hit on from that international break, we get to play West Ham away. Oh, joy of joys! Uh, yeah, it's never a pleasant place, is it? Either either in terms of the football or or actually going and watch a game there yeah never really enjoyed it but but yes uh, obviously thrashed in the Carling Cup and completely different side will be out tomorrow of course and it's again as with every this season and sorry for the cliche but a must win game yeah um, I don't know that this is a must win game I I think this is this is uh, when you look at that list of fixtures we can draw this game and win the league you know I, I, I think depending on how we rate our chances against the other top teams that we've got to play um, I think this is the kind of game where you know we're we're pretty likely not to win this game. If you look at our record against West Ham um, away, it, it's it's a pretty dreadful record, and and they're they're in a very good run of form, fifth in the Premiership form table at the moment. You know, it, it's it's far from a far from guaranteed that we, we're we're even particularly favourites for this game given our defensive injury situation I mean obviously we should we should be beating West Ham but whether we will or not I'm, I'm not totally convinced well no no yeah, I, I think you're right I think I think uh, history and everything says this is going, going to be a really tough game and the, the, the problem is Arsenal are home to Blackburn Chelsea away to Stoke both winnable games it's all about momentum isn't it and United kick off first lunchtime kick off if we win heaps the pressure on, on uh, elsewhere if if something goes disastrously wrong suddenly both of them both of them be feeling hang on a minute this is even things up uh, and uh, you know wins for Arsenal or Chelsea or both uh, would suddenly swing the momentum back in their favour yeah absolutely Um, I believe there's a phrase for this time of year isn't there (laughs) <laughs> yes, Ferguson's well-coined squeaky bum time. <laughs> At the risk of making a really horrible link, so I apologise for doing this, uh, Darren Fletcher's had some sort of mysterious virus. And no one can quite work out what it is, apparently. he's uh, he's It's been coming out of both ends, or something along that line. Is he suffering from squeaky bum time? Is that what's happened? Perhaps that's it. Perhaps uh, I, think, uh, I think it may not be that squeaky. Sounds like it's been well lubricated. <laughs> that's unfortunate that's really unfortunate yeah but it's, it's quite worrying I mean look he's, he's been such a key player perhaps not this season his form's not been awesome has no. it but uh, over the last couple of years and, and uh, yeah we, we need him for the, the crunch games folks and uh, without him and, and if Anderson's still injured there's an 
awful lot of energy lacking in the United Central midfield, isn't there? So, yeah. And, and although uh, Carrick has been up and down this season, and he's had some good and some bad games, uh, perhaps better better campaign this time out than than last year. Uh, he's still, it's not that Scholes and Carrick in central midfield doesn't have that kind of oomph to it, does it? No, no, it certainly doesn't. Um, and and we've we've lost a couple of key games playing with that combination in the middle of the park, and and that's it's definitely not looked like a winning formula for us, has it? We we could do with him back. You say that Anderson is is due back though. Is is he due to be fit against West Ham? Yeah, that's uh, I'm not sure about that one, but he's definitely back in training, so he he could be. Yeah, he's he has been training, and it's 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 a really key period for Anderson, isn't it? I know he signed a new contract, and there's no chance of him leaving, and and all of that, but. And it, really, since the first half of the first campaign he's had at United, so more than three years ago now, he's he's really not performed with any kind of consistency. Keeps getting injured. When he does play, he's inconsistent. He's in and out of the side. Uh, I think uh, uh, reports of uh, Anderson being a key player for United uh, are based on memory alone, uh, certainly not based on any evidence. So um, he's got to, he's really got to give something for United. Otherwise, it's hard to justify a the 30 million euro fee that United pay for him or, or the huge salary he's got. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one for sure. I, I know that you're you're not really you're. Well, it's not really fair to say you're an Anderson hater, but you're definitely not convinced, are you? Well, no, I just look at the evidence. Yeah. So I, I, I think uh, you can you can count games you know, uh, on both hands that he's been absolutely influential in, and and it's probably less than that to be honest. And and so yeah, there are games where he's performed yeah, superbly. Does he do that every week? Absolutely not. Is there every, any evidence at all to show that he will do this every week? No. It's we're living on hope there, and maybe he will. Maybe he will. He's he's certainly when he puts it all together. Uh, uh, yeah, excellent, talented player who can who can perform in a variety of positions. But I think we, as fans, pick up on some of those little bits, and uh, and he doesn't perform. And I think what actually happens, he he gets the benefit of the doubt. So whereas Darren Gibson gets murdered by uh, the Twitter Rossi and and uh, United fans generally for his poor performances. Anderson actually gets the opposite because he's Brazilian and he has got a bit of talent. We're thinking, we're hoping that that will come out. But actually, the performances have, really haven't been much better. I'm sorry, I, I don't know who you were talking about when you were picking a player to compare, compare to Anderson there. So I can't re- respond. You don't mean the G-bomb, do you? Uh, right, so we play West Ham. Tricky game away from home in uh, the capital. And then, not... Four days later, we get to travel back there to play Chelsea in the first leg of the quarterfinal of the Champions League. This is uh, this is the business end of the season, isn't it? It certainly is. I mean, I mean that's a. I mean, I, I actually presume they'll they'll stay down in London, or maybe not. I, who knows? But uh, it's it certainly is the business end of the season. That that comes into place Wednesday. United kick off at lunchtime on Saturday, so. They've got a good chunk of time to prepare for the Chelsea game, but it might come into to folks in thinking. He, uh, some players might not play those back-to-back, especially those that have played two over the international break. So well, we'll see, but yeah, massive game at Chelsea. Uh, United have got to go there and do what they they haven't done in a long time and get a decent result. Of course, Chelsea will be without uh, David Luiz, who's been extremely instrumental in their return to some sort of championship chasing form. Um, I still think, albeit it may be ridiculous to think this, that they are our closest 
closest rivals in the title race and they're definitely the English side apart from us with the best chance in the Champions League uh, with all due respect to our brothers at Tottenham Hotspur it's going to be a really 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 tough game isn't it yeah absolutely uh, absolutely I think United can take something out of the the last uh, last match which you know obviously wasn't that long ago and and the team played well was really unlucky not to get anything out of the game and uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll take some confidence out of that and uh, Louis not being available obviously uh, hurts their chances it doesn't um, Torres will play but it doesn't look like he's even near close to coming into form yet so same same amount of chances we've had in any game at Stamford Bridge recently might help of course if uh, we get the rub of the green uh, when it comes to referees and I know this is going to be talked about a lot and Ferguson I was quite smart in saying we, we ought not to be paranoid about the awful decisions we get at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I was thinking about the, the notion of luck and our sort of not getting the rubber the green against Chelsea. Did I, I can't remember if I've said this on the Rankcast before. Please, apolo- please accept my apologies if I have. But um, John Terry did fall over while he was taking a penalty to win the Champions League against us. So um, we, we maybe maybe they, they needed a slice of luck to uh, to make up for that particular moment yeah it still brings a smile to your face though doesn't it (laughs) of course if you're a right thinking person of any uh, description it's two enormous games if we can uh, beat West Ham and get a score draw with Chelsea I'll be absolutely delighted if if we even if we get a draw with West Ham and a score draw with Chelsea uh, the two competitions are, are both so incredibly exciting it would be absolutely lovely to get to another Champions League semi-final but but I just want to win the league just just winning the league this season seems to me to be so huge because it's going to be harder and harder and harder to win the league in the next five years yeah you would say that's very true it looks like Chelsea will will go ahead and spend a lot of money this summer Abramovich seems to have got the 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 verve back again after a few years of not having it and, and clearly City will will spend like it's going out of fashion so yeah and that that would tell you that it's going to get harder for sure so m- maybe this is United's best chance of of getting that 19th title uh, of course depends on on how United strengthens but um so it's really tough it's just it just just look at the look at the fixtures and you say that's such a tough fixture list and and uh, obviously the Obviously, the the Champions League coming in just a few days, and then Fulham, and then Chelsea again in the Champions League, and City in the FA Cup semi final, and then you know, a couple of weeks after that, we got Arsenal and Chelsea back to back. Doesn't doesn't get any easier, does it? Not at all. Uh, but this is why you're a football fan. This is what you want in it to be in it. I just said in it to, twice in a row, which is weird. Um, to be in these competitions at this stage in the season is, of course, what it's all about. I think, I think you've been reading at Rio Thirty Five too much on Twitter, there, Paul. Let's ah. Love it! <laughs> All right, so we'll be back uh, with another one of these uh, pieces of nonsense same time next week, I guess. We certainly will. And, and before we go, predictions for the next couple of games? Don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I'm really... My prediction for both of these games is not the same as the result that I want to happen for both of these games. I think we... Yes, but, but that's the thing about predictions, Paul. Okay, well, but what do I... Okay, All right, I want I want a ruling here. Can I... Do I, do I have to go with... 
when I say prediction, do I have to go with the results that I actually think are going to happen? Or can I go with like what I would sort of like to happen and think is possible? It looks up dictionary definition of the word prediction. Ah, oh, yes, that's it. No, no, you have to tell us what you think will happen. Oh, I think we're going to lose both games, Ed. That's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to lose to West Ham away. Uh, and I think we're going to lose to Chelsea. And I just hope we lose 2-1 to Chelsea. Ouch. Ever, ever the one for sunny optimism, I, I, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I actually think we'll sneak a win at West Ham. Uh, it's, it's unusual, but I think we will. Good. And I think it'll be based on the sound defence with Vidic back. He, he's so good, he makes anyone else beside him look good. And I think we'll get a draw at Stamford Bridge. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. A score draw? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think United will score at Stamford Bridge, and I, I think uh, it, it depends on Essien's fitness. He's not fit, is he? Right. So, and uh, and obviously Louis is out. That might even things up a little bit. It's uh, it's exciting times though, and even even though my my predictions are based on fear, I know that at Happy Hero will be very pleased uh, to hear me being um, afraid of the result because he he believes that United are more likely to win if I don't think we're going to win. Uh, and uh, my my confidence last time we went to play Chelsea was proved thoroughly unfounded but uh, so so hope, hopefully that superstition will prove uh, useful and we'll, we'll get results that I don't think we're going to get but whatever we'll be back here next week to either lick our wounds or celebrate and to look forward to the incredibly exciting uh, week that's going to come after this incredibly exciting week ahead that international break was a good chance for all of us to catch our breaths the the heroine is back and it's, it's club football time from here to the end of the season and we'll be here every Every week to see what we make of the whole thing. All right, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week.